What's up, Dream Warriors? Welcome back to another episode of a podcast on Elm Street. I'm Mark. And I'm uh, Brooke. And this is episode two of our Japanuary. Uh, we had a lot of fun with the last episode. Yeah. I think we're going to have a good discussion with this one. I think so. Um, yeah, you texted me earlier, but we'll save that conversation for later on. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, this week we're going to be talking about Pulse from 2001. Yep. And it was a first watch for both of us. Uh-huh. And what made you pick this movie? Um, so it was either between this and House. Um, and I chose this one because a few uh, TikTok reviewers that I watch, they talked very highly of this movie. And one of them saying that this is like one of the, he thinks one of the best horror movies of like this century. Wow. Um, so, Yeah. And I don't know, okay. and we'll see how this discussion goes. <laughs> All right, that's fair. Um, I had heard of it before and like the Americanized uh, remake and whatnot, but mm-hmm. yeah, I've never seen this. I can't remember if I've watched the remake or not. Yeah, I don't um, think I have. If I have, it's only been like one time because I don't remember it at all. Mm-hmm. But I'd, I'd be down to watch that at some point, though. Yeah. But before we start talking about this movie, what have you been watching? Uh, this week, still continuing my lots of movie watching. Um, <laughs> sadly, though, I haven't watched too much horror. I don't know. I've been like in a groove of watching like random stuff. Um, Speed was on the hotel room last week, so we'll watch that. Uh, 20 on Jump Street. I'll watch Rocky. I think I'm going to go through the Rocky franchise because I've only ever seen the first movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. I've seen like Creed and that's it. God damn. Okay. Yeah. Um, so all, they're on Crave now or HBO, whatever. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go through those. Uh, yeah. Rocky is fucking awesome, man. Like, mm-hmm. oh, man, so good. Like Sylvester Stallone, like he doesn't seem like he'd be a good actor. But like, man, he's so good. I don't know. He's just he's so like, different. He's not a traditionally good actor, but he's easy to watch. Like, yeah, he makes it work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, rewatched Split again. I haven't watched in a while, so watch that. It's still yes. fantastic. I gotta watch Glass. I haven't still seen that movie. Mm. Um, I finished off my Star Wars watches. I just, I don't know. These last two aren't that great especially yeah. the rise of Skywalker. I just want to get him out of the way. So uh, finally watched 2001 a space odyssey. I got the 4k for it. And, um, and you give it a very good score. Wow. I did man. I really liked it. Uh, just like the soundtrack of this movie is mm-hmm. like, has to be one of the most legendary soundtracks, just like from a classical uh, music score, like, holy yeah. shit. Um, it looks gorgeous. Uh, the last like 20 minutes, I do not like. Um, it's just, I don't know what the fuck happens, but yeah. I uh, continue my X Men watch, watch The Last Stand and X Men Origins Wolverine. Uh, not good movies. Um, <laughs> I think I've watched uh, X Men Origins Wolverine like honestly like 12 times. I don't know. Maybe it's just so bad. I just enjoy it. Um, yeah. The Deadpool thing is so bad. Ryan Reynolds <laughs> is hilarious in it. Uh, yeah. 
especially like going back and watching this after watching like Deadpool and Deadpool 2 so much and like seeing that also makes me so excited for uh, Deadpool 3 yeah to see what kind of jokes they're going to pull in that because yeah I'm very excited for that movie yeah um and then not a movie but a tv show uh blackbird um it's on apple tv highly recommend it. it's only six episodes long um i think letterboxd only has like the like kind of single season like limited series on this app i think i think if it's like a mini series they have it on yeah 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 um so yeah and then i have about an hour left of uh my the batman watch um nice yeah be my third time watching it so sweet yeah Uh, i guess i should stop sharing (laughs) very nice and what about you good sir i have uh the alphabet we talked about last week um we're you and i are doing a uh criterion challenge yeah um that's on letterbox so each week it's a different theme for criterion Mm -hmm. um so my first the first week we had to just like randomize a number and then whatever number on the the spine of the the criterion movie it was we had to watch that and i had to watch the discreet charm of the bourgeoisie yeah um never heard of it uh is a french movie it oh is it yeah it's uh very highly rated amongst film critics, but I found it to be boring as shit. Yeah, I, I read the synopsis and it sounded interesting, like kind of a satire. Yeah, and like a, it's like like a comedy. So I want like, was it funny? I mean, I, I maybe a little bit. Yeah, okay, but I mean, uh, maybe just the humor didn't hit for me. I don't know. Right, right. Uh, I finally watched the menu. Fucking loved that movie. Damn. Where did you put it in your movies from last year? 11th. Oh, wow. Okay. So it just missed my top 10. Um, if the ending would have been better, it would have definitely been in my top 10. Okay. So you have yes. some very highly graded movies in your top 10 then if that didn't make it at four and a half. It's not like I just thought it like I rated it four and a half because I thought it was a very, very good movie. Oh, okay. Okay. I see. But like yeah with the whole ending like i didn't like the ending of it i just thought it was kind of rushed and not great so i think if they would have wrapped everything up a lot better it probably would have cracked my top 10 definitely um i watched charlie chaplin's modern times nice um because it's in the uh imdb top 250 yep um i had a good time with it yeah I'm, i'm not a big silent film guy but it wasn't like fully silent film like there was some dialogue in it, but not a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but his comedy was really, really funny, I guess. But it's like so different than than what we're used to now. Yeah, like it's very slapsticky and like um, Abbott and Costello type shit. But mm-hmm. I don't know, it worked really well back then. Uh, then I watched Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> I was browsing through Prime and I saw it on there, and I was like, "Shit!" Like I used to fucking love this movie when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and I haven't watched it in like probably ten, ten or so years. So I threw yeah. it on. Um, still enjoyable, but not as good as what I remember it being. Okay, it was it was edited really weird, and like there's just some weird scenes. 
Um, I watched Remember Me. It was on Tubi, uh, and I'd seen it. I'd seen it on the horror 2022 list on Letterboxd. Yeah, it's bad. It's so bad. It looks. It. I mean, by your rating, yeah. <laughs> like my lowest rated movie last year was Jeepers Creepers Reborn. Yeah. I I think this is worse. Oh wow. Actually, I know that this is worse. This is worse. <laughs> it was just like super low budget. The acting was terrible. Just everything about it was bad. And there was one scene, I I'm sure you're never gonna watch it. Um, there's this one scene towards the end where there's like there's a like a Tupperware container full of cum. And it was kind of like a, a don't breathe situation, like the woman was gonna impregnate the girl. Oh, okay okay with her son's come and okay the girl was like trying to break free and she took the thing and threw it at the mother at the woman's face and it was like all on her face and in her mouth and shit and she like sniffs it and she's like mm, smells like the future <laughs> i was just like what the fuck <laughs> so disgusting oh, that's hilarious yeah because she wanted to impregnate the girl with a baby mm-hmm. so she could have a grandchild or whatever but yeah it's fucked up stupid awful movie don't watch it um and then i watched the quiet which was a movie from 2005 um i remembered watching it way back when and i enjoyed it and i still enjoy it it's not like a fantastic movie but it's good i've like nice. never heard of it it's a nice thriller it has alicia cutsbert and uh oh. uh camilla bell in it okay kind of like the crush in a sense but a little more fucked up okay and lastly i watched the unbearable weight of massive talent nice i really enjoyed it i thought this was a very good role for nicholas cage obviously because he is playing nicholas cage but mm-hmm. it's just a, it's such a nicholas cage movie yeah I, I had a lot of fun with it and his relationship with uh uh javier that's in it yeah pedro pascal yeah it's so funny man yeah they were good together. And then today after work, I got about halfway through Terminator 3. Oh, um, nice. Because I'm going through that franchise, but mm-hmm. I haven't finished it yet. Okay. Okay. Uh, not, not a whole lot. Started watching Chainsaw Man. Yeah? What'd you think? Uh, man, it's fucking wild. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah, I, uh, I downloaded Crunchyroll again. And uh, and it was on there. I was like, oh, fuck, I forgot about this show. Yeah, I got to, I think I, like, maybe three or four episodes behind. I think the first season ended. Yeah, the first season's done. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's it's a fun show, for sure. Yeah. Very violent. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a guy with chainsaw arms and a chainsaw face, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Ready to dive into this movie? Yes, sir. Oh, 
Okay, like we said in the intro this week, we're talking about Pulse from 2001. This is episode two of our Japanuary or month filled with uh, Japanese horror and thrillers and yeah, that jazz. Um, Before we start talking about this movie, though, what are you drinking? I am drinking a Sleeping Giant Brewing Company Light Out. Ooh, I like that can. Yeah, I think I've had this one before. Oh shit. Uh-oh. I'll be back. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was unexpected. <laughs> Just fucking exploding everywhere. Yeah. What are you drinking? You're not supposed to shake your beer, man. I didn't, man. I'm drinking Calabogie Brewing Front Porch. That's Ah, no spill. <laughs> all right, you got yourself all cleaned up. We can continue on. I mean, I think so, yeah. Get the mop out. You don't want sticky floors. I know, I sprayed. <laughs> all right, starting off with the synopsis. <laughs> uh, two groups of people discover evidence that suggests spirits may be trying to invade the human world through the internet. Be careful. Be careful. Do you think this is not nah, never mind? That's a stupid question. I was gonna say, do you think this is like one of the first movies where they like had the internet attacking them? Because like it happens often now. I mean Skynet. Yeah, see kind stupid of, question. It's kind of the internet. <laughs> stupid question. I mean, through the internet, like literally through the internet, uh possibly. Hmm. Anyways, not an important question. Uh, this movie was directed by Kiyoshi Kurosawa, who did The Cure, or just Cure, sorry, Tokyo Sonata, Journey to the Shore, and Creepy. Um, he had like 61 directing credits or something like that, and I didn't know any of them, so I just took like the top four that were on IMDb and <laughs> rolled with them. All right. Um, same goes for the cast list. I didn't write down any of their acting credits. Um, but I had Haruhiko Kato who played Kawashima, um, Kumiko Aso who played Michi, uh, Koyuki who played uh, Kurosawa, and Kurume Arasaka played Junko. Yeah. And there was that one guy who we could have swore was from Squid Game, but I looked it up and it's he's not. No, he's not. No, that dude was uh, look like him. Fucking to a T, man. Yeah. Like as soon as you said that, I was like, oh yeah, he's got to be, but he's he's not. Yeah. Which makes sense because wasn't Squid Game Korean? I think so. Yeah. I don't think it was Japanese. But yeah, I mean, I don't. Know, do you have any honorable mentions? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, one sh- one little quick one. Uh, whenever um, Kaw- Kawashima, he, whenever he first watches that videotape, or not videotape, but like the video that's on the internet, um, the guy that's like has his head down on the table and then he looks up at him, like at the screen, mm-hmm. that's, that's the director that's in it. Okay. Yeah. So a little bit of trivia before we kick off this movie discussion. So take it away, because I got nothing else. <laughs> it's all right. Fair enough. 
Um, so yeah, this movie kind of is split into kind of two two stories, kind of um, yeah. two groups of people. Uh, so you got um, uh, Kawashima. I hope mm-hmm. I'm saying that right. And uh, Michi, um, they're like the two kind of leaders of each of their stories. Uh, so Michi, she uh, just moved to Tokyo and she works at like a place that sells plants or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Kawashima is kind of like, kind of like a loner type dude mm-hmm. who doesn't like computers and stuff like that so he, yeah, he knows nothing about them knows nothing about computers so he kind of befriends um haru who is uh who works in the lab and stuff like that so she knows everything about computers mm-hmm. um yeah like f- the first hour of this movie is like for me at least is some of the scariest and like suspenseful horror i've seen in a while okay um <laughs> clearly you feel very differently i do um but i mean like this movie came out in 2001 and i think this movie is like still holds up like okay there is some parts of it like gets near the end where it gets kind of like batshit crazy and kind of lots of stuff happening but mm-hmm. and i thought this movie was pretty fucking scary and suspenseful and um displayed loneliness and suicide and stuff like that very well for mm-hmm. a movie that came out well well before any of the mental health stuff was even mentioned mm-hmm. yeah that's fair yeah um i personally didn't find it scary and like i even went through and i rewatched the first half of it tonight before uh, okay before we started talking because i was like am i missing something because this That's, is i mean this has happened before right yeah it has um but like i i couldn't get into this movie at all man okay i was so checked out with this movie um i don't know like i'll probably i'll finish this rewatch again and i'll see if my thoughts change on it but like you just said like the first hour of it which is the first half of the movie because it's a two-hour movie yeah you said was like terrifying and scary and like i get it it's suspenseful for sure but mm-hmm. just the way that it's like cut and like the music that's in it and I, like i talk about that in my reviews and shit but it's just i don't know man i don't know and like the way that the actors are acting they're just they're bad yeah. they're bad yeah like yeah we've we haven't got to this part yet but one of the guys that works with michi and uh and junko mm-hmm. his name's taguchi and he hasn't been showing up he hasn't shown up to work or anything like that so they're worried about him yeah so michi goes to his house and he's there but he's acting weird and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden he hangs himself which right? was fucking crazy which was crazy yes i'll give you that that scene was pretty fucking nuts like his neck's all stretched out and shit like it i've fucking- never seen like that before yeah. And like it, it it didn't look like CGI really either. Like it just I've never seen like that effect on yeah, someone being hanged cuz usually there's like choking but like you never see yeah. like yeah. 
Yeah, normally they're like looking down, but like he was looking up and his neck was like elongated. Yeah. And yeah, that scene was fucked up. I'll give you that for sure. But anyway, so then, so she like screams, they have his funeral. Um, and then they're back at work and um, Junko is talking to Michi and she's like, oh, was it scary? Uh, oh, well, I mean, I guess, I guess we should, we should put it in the past now. And like, let's let's get back to work. And I was just like, bro, like she just watched this guy kill himself. Yeah. Like you don't just put that in the past. And then my one of my biggest gripes with this movie is the guy that they're that they work with, the other guy that they work with, uh, what's his name? Toshio, I think his name was. Uh, yeah, Junko. No, Junko is Junko. the girl. Uh, oh, there's uh uh I don't know how to say his name, Yob. Yabe. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. So then like the three of them are all out for like lunch and they're talking about the suicide and he's just like, he gets all depressed and he's like, Oh, he, uh, he must've been having thoughts of killing himself or something like that. And he's like, I understand that. I get that. Like, like that sometimes too. Mm-hmm. And they just completely disregard that this guy admits that he's having suicidal thoughts Yeah, and continue on with whatever they're doing. Yeah. I was just like, God, <laughs> fuck. Like the writing is so bad in my opinion. Anyways. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I thought like this, this first scene at the apartment was super creepy. Like just yeah. the setup of like his desk with all the different monitors and then like mm-hmm. the like shower curtain, like partition. And then like, they're looking at the disc that he was working on. And like, you see to, to Gucci like standing in front of his desk and then like on the monitor to the right it's like a picture of him doing that exact same thing I thought that was really cool then like mm-hmm. in the top left monitor there's like a face that you can like kind of see that they point out of a, a, a ghost or something like that mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah uh, and then so now we meet um, Kawashima uh he's installing this like internet browser thing called uranus yeah um and he doesn't know anything about it um do you remember when the internet came on a disc and you had to install it i don't know no okay that's another thing too like we should have put a little disclaimer at the beginning of this like Anyone who is 25 and under is not going to know what the fuck we're talking about in this movie, probably. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Like the internet didn't come preloaded on your computer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And yeah, then you see like, I'm trying to read what I wrote here. I don't ask a question. I don't know what it's regarding, but (laughs) (laughs) um. Yeah, then he goes to the kind of school, I think, mm-hmm. where like he meets people and um uh oh I think it's like isn't someone on the internet when he installs it like asks him like would you lead it, like to meet a ghost? Yeah, so that's whenever he sees the video of the guy with his head down and then he looks up at him. Right. And there's yeah. a video of a girl that walks across like a kitchen, I think. And there's another mm-hmm. clip of a guy who's sitting in a chair and he's got his head down like this. And then he kind of stands up and gets closer to the camera and you can see he has a bag over his head. Yeah. And he starts to take the bag off. And then that's whenever he freaks out and shuts the computer off. 
Yeah. And then yeah. ghost then it he sees the do you want to see a ghost? Yeah. Um, so what were your initial thoughts? Like, did you because I thought that it was like this specific internet program that was like the cause of it all. Like the people that were like in these videos, like they mm-hmm. also installed this program on their computer. Yeah, like it kind of gave me ring vibes in a sense. Mm-hmm. Or even like stay alive, how we just talked about that with on Erica's podcast. Yeah. Like kind of like the, it's cursed, right? And whoever plays mm-hmm. it dies. Yeah. But I don't know if it's whoever installs this Uranus service provider or or if it's just a generic, if it's just like the internet. They're just coming through the internet. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he like knows nothing about computers and he even admits it to uh Haru. Um like this movie kind of we just mentioned it but this movie like maybe feels so nostalgic with like i don't know, just the internet and like those style of computers yeah you know like the old big box fucking yeah it's Dell like we go computers. from this like small laptop to mm-hmm. or from those to this it's just crazy yeah well and like even a cell phone right like our cell phones yeah. are a hundred times more powerful than the computers were back then yeah 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 exactly um yeah, so he uh, asks Haru for help, and she's like, kind of like, he's like, how do I show you this? Like, how do I save it? And she's like, oh, like, bookmark it. He's like, well, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> and she's like, oh, press, like, control, alt, tab, whatever. He's like, I literally know nothing. So it's like trying to write down stuff. Yeah. She's like, click on it and bookmark it. He goes, wait, just give me a minute. He gets a pen. Yeah. He's like, can you repeat that? <laughs> she goes, click on it. And he goes, click on it <laughs> and she's like and if that doesn't work take a uh, hit the print screen button yeah and just take a picture of the screen yeah like, this guy literally knows nothing about computers no um and so now uh i think it's you Yubi or you i don't know how to say his name he's Yabe. uh yabe he is i believe in taguchi's apartment um, I don't know how they could just keep going back to his apartment. Do they have like keys or something like that? Yeah, but like, would it not be not a crime scene, but would it not be like an investigation or anything like that? You would think so. Yeah. Um, so he's in the room and was it someone that called him or was it called someone that called Kawashima on the phone asking for help? I feel like it was probably Yabe. I think so. Yeah. It happens a couple of times throughout the movie. Yeah. I think it is Yabe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he's in Taguchi's apartment. Um, you see where he hung himself. Uh, there's like a black kind of spot like mm-hmm. in the wall now. Um, and he prints off, refines a printed off like sheet that talks about uh, this place called the Forbidden Room. Mm-hmm. And um, so Yabe finds where this forbidden room is it's like this like building it's like red tape like tape around the door mm-hmm. and he goes in it and um i mean i'll talk about this scene later but this is like probably one of the most talked about scenes that i've seen from this movie people talk about okay um what do you think of it when I he's in it... the forbidden room <sighs> trying to remember when he's in there he like is going through down the hallway and then at the end there's like a couch with like all these like red like letters and then like read it out 
Oh yeah, it and looks then like behind blood. him, yeah, and then behind him, the the lady is like following down the hallway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't want to shit on it because I know that you like it, but it. Hey, man, speak your truth, man. It has it has the foundations to be a very scary movie. Okay, but. I don't know. Like, there's just something with Japanese horror, and like, some of it is scary. Like, I found the ring was creepy. I found like, Juon was creepy. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. Like, this movie, it just took me out of it. And like, yeah, that's it was a cool scene, like in the hallway and shit with the fucking blood smeared across the wall and everything like that. But it just wasn't effective for me. You just like your know. jump scares, eh? No, I not even that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just felt like this scene was so different from every other horror movie that we see these days. Um, Cause it's literally just the way this scene is shot. It just makes it so much creepier. It has the music in the background and like the lady is just like walking weird and like kind of like gliding towards him. Like there's no like fast movement or anything like that. And he's like, behind the couch on the floor and like looks under the couch and there's no feet. And then you just see her hands go on top and she like looks over and I don't know, man, I think. Oh yeah. 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 And he like starts screaming whenever she looks over top. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm playing the scene right now on my phone and I'm going to see if, <laughs> okay, actually it's on YouTube. So I'm going to share, share the screen. And hopefully we'll you don't get it. this uh, blocked, but okay. Well, I mean, if if we get a strike, I'll delete it. But I guess if you can't hear the music, it kind of takes away from the effectiveness. It does a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, see, like I was expecting during this scene that there was going to be something more happening. And yeah, maybe I was expecting a jump scare. And maybe that's why I felt like a little bit cheated. But yeah. Actually, I just got to this scene, I think, whenever, like tonight, tonight on my second watch. Yeah. She's in the corner. I don't know. Just like the lighting in this whole movie too, Mm -hmm. I think fits with it. Yeah. Cause the whole movie feels kind of like a ghostly vibe. Yeah. yeah. Like you're in a different world already. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's the walk. See, I think I missed the walk whenever I was watching it. Uh, Okay. Probably on your phone or something. Yeah. Yeah. That walk is pretty creepy. Okay. I mean, I'll, I'll give it to you. But like, is she a ghost? What is she? Yeah, I think she's a ghost. Very dark scene. That's all. Yeah. Does does it say who she is later on? Not that I noticed. Okay, I didn't think so. Looked. Yeah um yeah so, so like what do other people say about the scene because you said it was like one of the more talked about scenes that from this movie i mean it's like a scene you know that like happened before the ring and all these other horror movies um okay. i think it's just without like jump scares or like fast movement or like it's just such slow paced and like takes its time with it which kind of makes it more scary yeah that's fair 
so yeah, so now I was kind of lost as to like the characters a bit. Um, so who is it that's taping up the door again? Is it Michi? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Michi, I thought this next scene was fucking crazy too. Like, I don't know. I feel like you may think way differently <laughs> based on your vibes, but uh, Michi gets Yabe out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, wait, hold on. Yeah. She's taping up the door again to close it. And then mm-hmm. that they go back to Kawashima. Uh, Haru is at his apartment. She's like downloading the data and getting the data from this website so she can like look into it and kind of like see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, then it goes back to Michi and she's like outside on the road and she's talking. Is she talking to Yabe at this point? Or was she just there by herself? She, she was there by herself, yeah. Yeah. And uh, this whole, like, this scene I thought was, like, shot really well. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, she's sitting there and, like, the camera's, like, kind of, like, up at her. And then behind her, it's kind of blurred. Yeah. And I couldn't take my eyes off the thing behind her. I was, like, something's, like, up with that. And then, yeah. like, I, like, slowly see it's, like, oh, shit, someone's behind her. And then I think it's Junko, right? The, the, that kills herself. Yes. Is it? No. Is it not? Is it? Because I thought she was in it later on. Or was it just a random girl? I thought it was just a random person. I oh, could maybe be wrong, it was. Though. I don't know. Yeah. I could be wrong. It, like you said. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that wasn't Junko. No, no. Yeah, because I thought yeah, yeah, she was... She shows up later. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So this lady is up there and like, I thought it was going to be like a quick, like the camera, like she starts following the camera, like leaves or whatever. Mm-hmm. But no, you just see her full on, like <laughs> hit the pavement, just like do a little bounce. And it's like, yeah. oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Did you read how they shot that? No, I didn't. So it was a stunt person on top of the building yeah. And then they had a dummy who was dressed the exact same way, obviously. Mm-hmm. But she bungee jumped from the top of the top of the water tower, whatever oh, it was. Really? Bungee jumped, and then like they cut to the the body, like the um the dummy body hitting the ground, and then like took out the bungee cord, obviously. So like that was an actual person jumping off of that thing. I mean, that's pretty good, like yeah. editing and stuff for like 2001. Yeah. Right? That's crazy. Yeah. That's probably the best editing throughout the movie. <laughs> <I> stop it. <laughs> uh, I, I really like that scene, though. Yeah, um, it was good. So in... This is one question I have for you. So in Haru's like, little lab, she shows Kawashima this like computer with all these little like orbs on it. Mm-hmm. And she's saying that one of them, I forget who, was building a model of the earth or something like that. Yeah. And then like, I was thinking like before she tells him like what they think it is. I was thinking like, is that like the ghosts of the people who have like went over into the other world that are like stuck in the internet? That could be. (laughs) Cause 
she tells him she said don't she said i wouldn't stare at them for too long yeah or something like that and yeah uh, who is it that talks to talks to someone and they said like basically they said when the land of the dead like gets too full or like over overloaded or something they have nowhere else to flow to but like back into our world or something like that yeah so that could be their way of coming back out Uh yeah so like is this guy creating this sort of program yeah like the girl that haru knows or the guy that haru knows Mm -hmm. and he's just saying that he's doing something else yeah um yeah and so kind of like at this point i think this is like past like the first hour Mm -hmm. was where stuff kind of gets like i don't know a bit confusing and like like i had to go back and read like the wikipedia like plot to kind mm-hmm. of like like a kind of knew what was happening but there were still like gaps i couldn't like kind of fill in yeah because it's cutting back and forth a lot at this point yeah and then like at one point i thought that it was like another world that kawashima and michi were in Mm. like by themselves but it wasn't it was still tokyo in the like the real world yeah um yeah so uh kawashima goes to the library to meet a guy named yoshi saki mm-hmm. who um i'm not sure who he's friends with i'm guessing haru yeah um yeah and they end up like seeing some ghosts in the library so we started to see like the ghosts are like coming into the real world and starting to come in here because like basically the ghosts are like targeting like lonely people and like Mm -hmm. people who are depressed and stuff like that to like because they don't there's a line that they say the one guy at the end i forget what he says like he's not He's not trying to kill people. He's just like, I forget what it was. Do you remember? Like, mm. no, I don't. Maybe it's on IMDb. Yeah, like they're they're going after weaker people, like weaker minded people, uh-huh. because they're easier to attach to, which is kind of like the old wives' tale of ghosts and shit, right? Yeah, yeah. Death was eternal loneliness that's a quote the first quote um okay here's a quote from haru she says uh ghosts won't kill people because that would just make more ghosts isn't that right instead they'll try to make people immortal by quietly trapping them in their own loneliness Mm. and like just that line the last line is kind of really fucking depressing yeah it is um that's what I think I label this movie. Like it's it's hard to remember like the lines they say because like it's in Japanese, but like Mm -hmm. a lot of the lines in this are like really, I don't know what the word is, like emotional Mm. for a horror movie. Yeah, that's fair. Like it's a very personable movie. Mm -hmm. Like not to me, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So now they, uh, Haru is, is Michi. Who's at the Suzuki shipyard? Uh, 
because I think Yabe is there and he yeah. ends up going in a room and he keeps saying like help me help me mm-hmm. and then he fades into the wall yeah so like the people saying help me do you think it's them trying to reach out for like just people to like well, obviously they're, they're like a group of friends but like on the inside do you think that they're reaching out for help with like their loneliness and like struggles i mean yeah yeah it could be like a cry for help with like mental health like how how we have now right mm-hmm. like them looking for their their own help yeah yeah that's a good point i think there's a lot more to this movie than like i think i definitely need to watch this a couple more times i think yeah i think you're right for um, me for me as well like to like fully understand it um and i think this movie would do really well with like i don't know if there is a blu-ray release or even a 4k release like mm-hmm. i just like polish up some of the they make the movie pop yeah uh yeah so haru and kawashima um are getting really close and she's like saying that all all of her friends went away and stuff like that so all of her friends are like starting to pretty much be turned to ghosts and stuff mm-hmm. like that um uh juko i think gets sucked into the wall too i think uh yes yeah, yeah. um and then so now everyone's like disappearing and haru and kawashima are ho- trying to hop on a train to get away like as far as possible from tokyo and then all of a sudden the train stops and Haru like has this sudden change of heart yeah where she like wants to go away she basically like runs away and is like running from Kawashima kind of like oh it's like kind of her running from her problems or yeah because she at this point she comes becomes like more invested in like kind of keeping Kawashima away like she goes back to her apartment and I like how she like sets up all the different monitors and she can like see all the different videos that are on this like internet, right? Mm-hmm. And then she sees like the guy in the wheelchair, whatever, that comes with the plastic bag. Yeah. And takes the bag off and then shoots himself in the head. Mm-hmm. Um the the one scene that I really liked with Haru was when she sees herself on the uh the computer screen. And like she turns around and we get a view of the computer screen as she's walking away and it's her face getting closer and closer and closer to whatever's like not videotaping her, but like whatever vision we see. Oh yeah. 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 It's really cool. And she gets like right in its face and like, we see it on the computer screen and then it shows like a POV of the ghost and she like grabs the ghost's face and stuff like that. Yeah. I really like that scene. Yeah. But like I think do you think because of that scene that's where she gets her change of heart? And like maybe she's already turned or is starting to turn? I think she's starting to turn already. Yeah. Because Kawashima like he's not really in that mindset. Like he comes run into her apartment and um he like busts in her apartment, she's not there. Mm-hmm. And then outside of his apartment he's like hey like i think we should move in together because like you know we won't be alone anymore right Mm -hmm. 
and um a sly dog yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> because like he realizes that loneliness is the thing that is that the ghosts i think are might be using to get into people mm-hmm. either by making them feel so depressed that they want to kill themselves mm-hmm. you know yeah and like it makes sense because like um uh what the fuck's his name uh the main guy we've been saying same the whole time kawashima kawashima um he lives on his own like you said he's kind of a loner and then there's haru who um i don't know like is she, is she lonely do we see her being lonely but I mean, she works in the lab with a few of yeah. the other people but then like michi who is new to tokyo so she doesn't really have a whole lot of friends no. and then junko kind of keeps to herself mm-hmm. so yeah they're all prime targets for this yeah entity or whatever that's grabbing a hold of them yeah uh yeah so um kawashima goes outside after he's like looking for haru and to me like it felt like a ghost world like he had went somewhere else but it actually was just tokyo because mm-hmm. not only like his friend group was just supreme but like this is happening like all over the world mm-hmm. the ghosts are turning people immortal and like yeah um so i was kind of like confused with this whole like last part like there's fucking explosions going off like there's no one there i was like what is happening like Turned into the expendables for yeah. the last little bit. And then um he finds Michi in her car broken down and she's like confused because she was um oh actually hold on. Yeah, the scene where Junko faded, I think was a really good scene too, because um she's like in her apartment. I think Michi is there, and then like the like door is like open, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden she fades into the wall and then Michi turns around and like all of her like I don't know if it's ashes but like how they all like kind of like the wind blows them up and then like Michi is trying to like stop it but she can't yeah and she kind of like just saw her friend just pass you know mm-hmm. disappear yeah I think Michi also gets like really depressed in this movie but she never like goes into this world because her mom is trying to comfort her and stuff like that right like feeding her and stuff like that she's like in a like catatonic state almost yeah and she she, maybe it's because she has someone Mm. like someone who's like willing to care for her and who's there for her yeah whereas the other ones don't that makes uh yeah so he finds michi they are going to some place i think it's like the it's like a toyota dealer's like a factory or something like that yeah um because i think they have to get gas yeah they have to get gas for the car or something like that i think right yeah um so they go there and then they find haru there and haru i feel like she had a really good line i don't know i probably won't be able to find it I feel like whenever she like showed up and she's like in that like like kind of catatonic state like you know something bad's gonna happen there's like a gun 
and she just picks up the gun. Oh, she has the bag on her head mm-hmm. and she pulls it off and then like shoots herself with yeah. the, the gun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Did you expect that? Like I kind of expected her to be one of the final characters. Yeah. Yeah. I thought so too. Cause yeah. her and Kawashima were like, they were tight. Mm-hmm. Like I figured he would have died and like she would have stayed alive. Mm, okay. Um, so, so he's trying to like fill up a gas can and then like the gas lid like rolls into one of the forbidden doors mm-hmm. that's like in this factory. Yeah. And this part was like kind of confusing for me. Like, was this ghost? So he goes in there, the door closes and locks by itself. Mm-hmm. And this like ghost shows up, which like, I don't know, it didn't look as bad as I thought it was going to look. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know who this was. Like, was this like the first guy who like turned into a ghost? Like, I don't understand really. It could be because he's more like formed than the other ghosts that we see. Mm-hmm. Like he's he uh, like he's like a full body. Like you can tell that it's a body and he has a face, but it's like he's he's all black, like a shadow figure almost. But then his face yeah. is like a bright white. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like Kawashima like asks him a few things, like if he's real, and he's like, "I am real." And then the ghost, he says, uh, death was eternal loneliness. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, that's, like, as fucking true as anything <laughs> I've heard, right? <laughs> Pretty fucking depressing, right? Like, Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know who this ghost was. Like, I don't know. I think at this point, the last, like, 20 minutes, I was kind of, like, checked out a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I got to, like... I don't know, crazy for me. It's too long of a movie, really. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there's like explosions, there's like skeletons like in this one room of people like I don't know, just like burnt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um so yeah, now it's like kind of like the ending. They're like on the cruise on the like ship. Oh, uh Kawashima like I think almost tries to kill himself but then Mishi like kind of saves him mm-hmm. like he's going into the wall but then she like grabs him and then like they all escape they both escape together yeah and at the start of the movie you see Michi like staying on the boat and then like the captain comes out mm-hmm. and then it goes to that scene at the end and the captain says like oh we need to get out of here to South America I think no Latin America Latin America yeah um He's like, yeah, it's happening all over the world. Uh, like the army tried coming in, everything, but like it didn't really help at all. Um, so I'm not sure what it is about Latin America. Maybe there's no internet there. Maybe they don't have. Maybe they're all just happy people. Maybe, yeah. There's no mental health issues yeah. in Latin America. <laughs> but like uh, the more the, the more and more we talk about this movie, the more it's it's making me realize the mental health aspect of it, right? Whereas like on my first watch of this, I didn't really dive into all that. And yeah, I agree with you. This movie deserves now that we've talked about it, this movie deserves a second and third watch. Yeah. But 
Yeah. And like, it's almost like a, a precursor to the, like, there's always been mental health. Don't get me wrong, but like it, like you mentioned before, it was never really talked about until more recent years. And now it's, it's very acceptable and encouraged to talk about it. Yeah. And this is almost like a precursor to that. Because yeah. like the ghosts are a metaphor for mental health. Mm-hmm. Like there's no doubt about that in this movie. Yeah. So, I mean, kudos to, to the director. Yeah. I'm and very I, interested to see, like I might watch it if the remake like touches on as much like the loneliness and stuff or if it's like I just more it. about like the jump scares <laughs> and stuff like that. I yeah, it's probably going to be all jump scares. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, at the end of the movie, Kawashima is like in the like little bunk thing, mm-hmm. and he's starting to like get really depressed and like kind of give up. And then Michi comes in and kind of like stops him from like going over into that world. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think the movie just kind of ends there, right? Yeah, Michi says that she's found happiness. and Oh, yeah, that was one line I just saw in there, yeah. Being alone uh, with her last friend in the world or something like that. Where is it? Yeah, the last lines were, now I'm alone with my last friend in the world and I've found happiness. Oh, wait, no, Kawashima does get yeah, killed, he disintegrates, right? yeah. He disintegrates and then she, yeah, says, like, I'm alone with my last friend in the world, who's the captain. Mm-hmm. So she's like kind of like put off with loneliness and she's like accepted like friendship, I guess. Do you think it's the captain or do you think she's talking about herself? Ooh. Like she's comfortable with herself. I think that's a really good point, actually. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anything else? Do you want to add, mention that we forgot? I don't think so. I think like what I wanted to say at the end of all this was what I'd already talked about, like with the whole mental health thing. So I am going to give this movie a better watch. I'm going to pay closer attention to it. We're going to try and not get checked out because I clearly missed stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I missed the, uh, the main point of the movie, I guess I could say. Yeah. And I I own that. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm definitely, yeah, I will, I will, I will give it, I'll finish the watch, the second watch that I'm on now. And I might even give it a third watch. Cause yeah, there's a lot to unpack with this movie. There is. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Cool. There's no, that, blood, that's, I guess. So. That's, <laughs> come on give me a minute man (laughs) um and that's the way the blood splatters i guess i was trying to think of something else but Mm. yeah there wasn't really any blood in this one no no (sighs) all right man how did you rate this movie um so i gave the story an eight out of ten um i think i didn't write anything for this but uh, i was going to top of my head um i i actually think the writing was really good um especially like the underlying issues of like mental helmet mental health and suicide and stuff like 
don't know for a horror movie a bit like ghosts like that was really the like forefront of this movie which mm-hmm. made it like more scary um the characters there was a few of them that i was like kind of attached to but i don't know, feel like with a lot of foreign movies like it's hard to connect with people like on like the first watch i think mm-hmm. just because you're trying to really pay attention to what they're saying and stuff like that yeah um there was a few like i don't know if it was plot holes but like just like things i didn't pick up on like gaps in the movie that i couldn't fill in that mm-hmm. i think will eventually get filled in um so yeah story eight out of ten uh, quality gave a six out of ten. Um, this movie came out two thousand one. I watched it on Tubi, and I don't know. I just feel like it wasn't didn't look great. I don't know if it's just because it was like the platform it was on. Like I don't. Know, I think That's this would look really good in like HD or like four uh, K, mm. but I doubt we'll ever get that. Um, the acting was like okay. Like I don't know. Like by the end of it, like I thought Michi was pretty good, but mm. I don't know, like, yeah, like you said, the acting wasn't that great. I thought the score I really liked. Um the way that it was shot and like the the colors and stuff, I thought matched the the tone of the movie really well. Yeah. Uh so story eight out of ten and quality is six out of ten. Nice. Um, so Arrow video actually has a two-disc special edition. Oh. Blu-ray and DVD. Nice. Probably only costs like $75. Uh, it's actually on Prime and or it's on Amazon, $41. Oh wow. Yeah. Canada Amazon too, not not American. Well, guess what I'm doing. <laughs> it's a fucking sick cover too. I like it. But anyways, yeah. Uh, my ratings. <laughs> Okay. My story, I give it a three out of 10. Um, I found the dual stories in this to be very confusing. I often found myself trying to figure out which character was who and which storyline they followed. Uh, I thought the idea of a paranormal entity like haunting the internet was a cool idea, but unfortunately it wasn't translated well onto screen for me. Um, It was also plagued by a runtime that definitely didn't need to be two hours long. In my opinion, like I feel like they could have edited a lot of the shit out. Um, I found myself bored more times than not and honestly just wanted the movie to end. Um, Promise I'm going to give it a rewatch. Quality, I also gave it a three. Um, I said the editing was terrible. The score was very mediocre and it sounded like really tinny to me. Okay. Um, And you brought up a good point too with it being on 2B. That might be part of the issue. Because it definitely was not an HD, so that could definitely be, not. No. Could be part of the problem. Um, I said the script was horrid, but that can also be, uh, excuse me, attributed to the language barrier of the subtitles. Mm-hmm. Like it, it may not have been translated properly. Um, the acting was mediocre at best. Um, I said I'm not trying to completely eviscerate this movie, but I honestly didn't like much about it. Um, I thought they could have done way more to make the ghosts creepier than they were, but everything just kind of fell short for me. So, yeah, three out of ten for ghosts. All right. (laughs) (laughs) No worries. We are allowed to disagree. Yeah. All right, you guys know our scores. Let's head on over to Rotten Tomatoes and see what they've scored it. 
The remake has 11%. Yikes. All right. The critics consensus, a sinister spine tingling techno thriller whose artistry lies in the power of suggestion rather than a barrage of blood and guts or horror shop special effects. So based on that, what do you think they rated it? I would say 67%. Flip those numbers around, son. Oh, shit. 76% on 55 reviews and an average score of 6.9 out of 10. The audience scored it a 60% on 10,000 ratings and an average score of 3.4 to 5 or a 6.8 out of 10. All right. Uh, Letterbox is pretty similar. Um, has a 3.7 out of 5. I give it a 3.5. Mark gave it a 1.5. <laughs> uh, ben from XHR Pod gave it a 3. Uh, Jensen gave it a four. Sloshing Captain gave it a two. See, so me and the old Slashing Captain, we're we're close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You ready for the scary section? Yes, sir. All right. What'd you give for a scary rating? Uh, scary rating. I gave a. Six out of ten. Um, I thought this movie was generally scary and probably one of the most scariest ones we've done in this pod. We haven't really done that many scary ones, I don't think. Um, yeah. but uh, yeah, and then just like the way it displayed like loneliness, it, like I felt a lot of dread watching this movie. Mm. Um, so yeah, six out of ten. All right, scariest fair. scene I already kind of talked about it. It was Yabe in the first Forbidden Room. With the girl fucking dancing her way down to him. It's pretty fucking scary. Yeah. And what I survive? I said, no, I am on the internet 24 7. So uh, it will eventually get to me. Yeah. All right. Nice. Uh, my scary rating, I gave it a two out of 10. Um, I said, the, the idea of it is scary. The execution was not. Like I previously said, they previously said they could have made this so damn scary but unfortunately they didn't for me um scary scene i said my memories of dial-up internet <laughs> um and what i survive i said basically the same thing as you did no i'm on a computer too much i'm on the internet too much and i'm a sucker for creepy shit on the internet so i'd be one of the first ones to fucking watch this thing probably <laughs> be like oh what's going on here uh, yeah. So we both did. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. All right. That was a, that was a fun episode. <laughs> this is one of the first ones in a while that we've had very differing thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. We generally sync up pretty well. Mm-hmm. All right. Next week's episode. We're going to be closing this out with a face-off. So our last two episodes are going to be um, going up against each other. Next week, we're going to be doing Godzilla because yeah. we, we can't have a Japanese month without doing a Godzilla movie. Yeah. Um, but we haven't decided which Godzilla movie we're going to do yet. No. We're, we're not doing the uh, 1997 Godzilla. Ah. <sighs> 
because that's not Japanese. I know. It starts off in Japan. <laughs> Gozira. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that movie, though. I don't, I don't care what anybody says. Me too. I think it's nostalgia, mostly. Yeah. But And like that soundtrack was so good. Dude, P. Diddy on yeah. fucking that music video. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we haven't quite decided which Godzilla movie we're going to do. And therefore, we haven't quite decided which character he's going to be going up against. Yeah, that's true. I mean, have we? As you can no. tell, we are very organized <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> Every week is a different adventure. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, there's that list in the letterbox. It's like, uh, it's from like a couple years ago. We found it's like horror, like franchise. Yeah, yeah. Movies, yeah. And like Godzilla, like I swear to God, has like 25 different movies, mm-hmm. and they're all like Japanese. So it's yeah. like, take your pick. We got lots of shoes from. Maybe we'll do <laughs> Godzilla 2000. Damn. You have to um, come back and see. <laughs> we will do like Godzilla versus Ichi the killer. I mean, that'd be because <laughs> <laughs> Ichi was going to be one of our original picks. It was, yeah. Have you and seen then, that yet? Nope. Okay. It'll be an episode, I'm sure. Oh, probably. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, if you guys want to catch us on social media, you can find us at a podcast on Elm Street on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. If you click the link in our bio on Instagram, you'll find links to our T Public account where we have our merch. There's also links to our Patreon account if you wish to support the podcast that way. And there's links to each of our individual letterbox accounts, our Discord server, and anywhere that you can listen to us. Yes, sir. Thank you for joining us on this episode where we uh differed so greatly yes um but yeah uh talk to you guys next week all right see you later